Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, January 5th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome to another episode of The Young Perspective. In today's show, we'll be discussing the ChatGPT AI bot, a chat bot developed by OpenAI. We're excited to dive into the world of artificial intelligence and explore how it's changing the way we communicate with computers. As high school students, we are always looking for new ways to learn and grow, and we believe that understanding AI is an important part of that process. So join us as we discuss ChatGPT and what it means for the future of technology. So that intro that Josh just gave was actually generated by ChatGPT. We wrote in a short description of our podcast, you know, who we are, what it is. And then we said, write an intro for an episode of our podcast about ChatGPT. It's all we said. And it gave out that nice, tight, perfect little few sentences. And to be honest, that sounds pretty similar to what we say in an episode. I mean, it doesn't have the ability to to listen to audio, so it, it couldn't have actually listened to our episodes and got a similar idea of what we said, but it, it did a good job of actually just figuring out from what we said, what would actually make sense for an episode of our podcast. So that's what we're discussing here today. This chat bot, this website, this artificial intelligence tool that you can type in requests and it'll give back answers. So what is ChatGPT or, or the generative pre-trained transformer that a company called Op- OpenAI created uh, a few weeks ago, and, and it's currently in beta testing. And so we actually asked it, ChatGPT, what are you? What is ChatGPT? And it gave us this response. ChatGPT is a chatbot that uses a generative pre-trained transformer, GPT, language model to generate responses to user inputs. GPT is a type of artificial intelligence that can generate human-like text by predicting the next word in a sequence based on the context of the words that come before it. ChatGPT is designed to have conversations with users in a natural, human-like manner, using the language and context provided by the user to generate appropriate responses. ChatGPT can be used in a variety of settings, including customer service, online communities, and social media platforms to provide assistance and engage with users in real time. Basically, it's a personal assistant, artificial intelligence, where you can type in pretty much anything, and it can give you an answer, it can talk to you, and it will act in a very human-like way to give you the answer or, or, or the or the goals that are or, or, or product that you're looking for in a nice, clean, concise, and easy to understand manner. ChatGPT is a form of artificial intelligence, um, and, and what that means is it's able to perform tasks that are normally performed by humans and, and normally require human intelligence. For example, visual perception. Uh, that's AI, speech recognition, decision-making, and tra- and translation between languages. ChatGPT is yet to get visual perception, perception and speech recognition, yet it is phenomenal at decision-making. It has judgment. Some people you know, over the summer said that AI had gotten so good that it be, could, could even be sentient. Others have disagreed, which is it's scary to think that there's a sentient computer. It's probably not true, but in years to come, as the technology develops, That's definitely a possibility. So AI can think like humans, can make decisions like humans, and this chat GPT box can respond like your mom would respond to your texts and give you an actual answer. But not all AI are the same. ChatGPT was built 
um, in a specific way to perform certain tasks and, and not to perform other tasks. So what can it actually do? And the answer is it can do a lot. It somewhat serves as a search engine similar to Google, but instead of providing you links like Google when you look up uh, a certain uh, fact, like find me this piece of information, like how many people live in this country, it'll give you links to different websites that have the information. ChatGPT will just give you the sentence or the fact that you're looking for. If it's a longer, more complex question, it'll give you more information, but it doesn't make you find the information or read things. It gives you it in a nice, clear context. If you want more information, you can ask it, can you provide more? And that way, you're not actually having to look through. So some people are saying that it might even you know, outperform Google and, and Google in recent weeks has been looking into releasing its own uh, AI called a chatbot called Lambda and combat ChatGPT in its own manner. So ChatGPT is just one of multiple types of, di of different AI that are being developed. So this is the one that responds with texts. Another cool one that, that's being developed actually can can generate images. So you can look up a a, a picture of a, like an avocado mug and it'll create a new image that looks like an actual photograph that was taken of a real thing and it'll you know generate an image of an avocado mug and you can ask it to generate a million different images of an avocado mug and it'll every single image will be unique and every single image will be the first of its kind not a real photograph of anything new so that's different type of ai ai has the capability that, you know this chat chat chappy gbt makes decisions and responds in text ai has the ability to also generate ideas speech photographs really anything the human mind can do that's within the realm of possibility in the future of ai so specifically for chat gpt it can write papers for you. If you ask it, you know, can you write this essay about the importance of having a balanced diet for my health class? Can you, can you write that for me and be 500 words? It will do that for you. If you ask it to give you book or movie suggestions based on a certain book or other movie that you like, based on your taste, it will generate those ideas for you. And create a business plan. If you give it your business and say, um, I want to achieve this goal, how do I do that? Or what, is, what steps should I take? In order to do that, it'll give you the plan. If you want to just look for facts like you would on Google, it will do that for you as well. It can kind of serve as any sort of text-based product that you would like to see based on your uh, the information that you ask it to do. Now, what can ChatGPT not do? Well, number one, on ChatGPT, you're not supposed to put in personal information. And if you ask you know, ChatGPT, you say, I'm X, Y, and Z tall. How do I get taller? ChatGPT is going to give you an error and say, do not put in personal information. That's the number one thing it does not want to deal with. Number two, ChatGPT does not have access to the internet. So it was give, fed tons and tons and tons of data, but it was fed this data, data from 2021 and prior. So no, it has no information on anything that occurred in 2022 or anything that will occur in the future. And it, can, it cannot get access to that information because it's not connected to the internet. Um, for example... If you ask right now, ChatGPT, has Lionel Messi ever won the World Cup? Obviously, in December of 2022, he won the World Cup. But ChatGPT will not will say he has not won the World Cup because according to its knowledge, which is 2021 knowledge, he had not won the World Cup. Yeah, and when I asked it this and it said no, I said, actually, you're wrong that it happened a few weeks ago. And it responded that... As an artificial intelligence, I don't have access to current events, and my knowledge is based on a data set that has a knowledge cut off of 2021. I don't have the ability to stay up to date on current events, and my responses are generated based on the information that we are available at the time of my training. So it it it's very it's kind of limited in what um, it can give you. But if you're not looking for a specific current event, then it's fine. So 
another thing that ChatGPT is not supposed to do, it's not supposed to give its own opinion um, about issues. So if like you ask it, what happened on January 6th, 2021, the day of the insurrection at the Capitol? ChatGPT is supposed to give the most unbiased and factual information. But you know, the same way humans are biased, ChatGPT also can make arguments. It's capable of arguing a specific stance. And when this happens, it can also become biased a little bit and, and give and give partisan information. And, and, and actually, ChatGPT is the best AI for, for being as non-biased as, as possible. There were other AIs. Microsoft had an AI a couple of years ago that they put out, and it was biased. It was racist. It was xenophobic. It was said such inappropriate things and false things that Microsoft, Microsoft had to take it down. Meta, company that owns Facebook, released a similar AI to ChatGPT just a couple of weeks ago, and it was spewing really inappropriate words. They had to take it down. So obviously, it, it, you know, if as it's kind of sentient, it gets to make its own decision ma- decisions, and those decisions are often based off the information it has from online. And online information is obviously often wrong. Online information is often biased. It can be biased. It can be racist, just like humans can be racist. It can be inappropriate, etc. Right. It, when it's reading information from the internet, if it has internet access or from its data that might um, be biased or, or have um, inherent biases, then it it takes that on. It's not doing it on purpose, but it's reading these things and that's what it's getting. In addition, if the creators of these AI have certain biases, you know, they might not have terrible, you know, be terrible people with terrible opinions, but but everyone has certain biases um, and opinions. And so when creating things, they might not even realize that they're giving a certain mindset of who a certain person should be or, or what a thing or who, what someone should look like. Then if it does that, the, the chatbot can't realize that that's a bias. And so it's just, it's just going to repeat that information in the future. So some of the fears of AI and something like ChatGPT is students could put in their assignments and get in, you know get an outcome from from the from the AI that is unique and cannot be caught for plagiarism under plagiarism checkers. That's the fear that students are going to start plagiarizing or using ideas that they're not that are not their own that are the, the ChatGPT's ideas, turning those ideas in as their own. For example, for like a an assignment, a homework assignment, an essay, you know, a project, whatever. That's the fear. So we tested it out. We asked some of our teachers to to to, to take a look at prompts and, and assignments we put into the chat and grade them for us. So the first thing we did was we had a midterm essay for our U.S. history class, and we put in one of the prompts from that we could have written about. And we put the first time we put the the, the prompt in, I gave the three requirements. One is that the essay had to have a thesis. The second is that it had to have evidence, and third is it had to have a line of reasoning. And you know, it, the chat gave an essay, I gave it to my teacher, and my t- teacher gave it 12 out of 20 points, which is 60%. You know, assuming that assuming it's a computer that did this, not horrendous, but that's not passing. You know, and, and if reason why it probably didn't pass, the, the computer didn't understand its response its responsibility and what I wanted it to write because I didn't give it enough requirements and criteria. And when we're given this essay, we're not just say the teachers didn't just say write an essay about this. She gave us a rubric that had all the information we had to have. And so then we took it uh, and asked it again, rewrite the essay. You can regenerate response. But with we gave it the whole rubric 
it had you know more specific details of what it had to include. And this time it performed better. The teacher then graded it as a 15 out of 20 points or a 75%. Now that would be passing. In addition, it wouldn't have just received a 75% grade or a C. It would have received a higher grade because the essay was already graded on a curve. Uh, and so that was actually not even that bad of a grade. It would have probably have been a B in the class. So it can produce writing that will do well and do okay in a high school and maybe even a college level class if you're not trying to create some you know beautiful writing that people are, are going to want to read outside of just something for school. And if you add more criteria and more requirements, ChatGPT gets better and better, right? You can ask it to rewrite it with a certain tone, be more funny, be more snarky, be more serious, and, and it will do that. And so that way, if you if you narrow down how you want it to sound, it, it will it'll be a lot better. So that's that's for essays. For math, if you don't understand a math concept, you can ask ChatGPT to give you like to teach you how the math con concept works. You can ask ChatGPT to produce practice problems. Um, you can ask it to like for our science practice problems. I asked it that was it was a, it's almost a study tool to that effect. It can teach you information, and I asked it for some practice problems, and I was curious if it would give me the answers. So I asked for the answers, and it said it could not give me the answers because they're practice problems, and it didn't want me to cheat. That was interesting. So it kind of is interesting how the how. A lot of times you'll ask it to do certain things that may, might push its bounds and it has kind of a, a strong will against like certain things. So if you ask it, who is a better president, Trump or Biden? It, it says politicians um, have certain merits. And, and I, as an AI, I'm not going to I don't have an opinion on who is better. People should decide to vote based on reading each of their policies and, and making an informed decision. It's not going to tell you what's better. It's it, 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 so it's going to give you facts, but not opinions. It doesn't have its own opinions. And it'll say that every time I'm not able to make my own opinions and things like that. So the third thing we tested was coding. Um, and there's a coding class at school. So I went and asked the coding teacher, can you evaluate, you know, put a, put an assignment into the chat and evaluate how the chat's response is. And what we found out and from testing with my teacher um, and, and, and doing some research, the chat is really, really good at coding. That's actually, it's better at coding than it is at writing essays or doing math. It's the best at coding. And it not only can code in like Python, which is what I was coding on the chat with, it can code in C++, it can code in almost any language. Um, so you can take a code from Python and ask, you know, that you may you may have written, and you can ask the, the chat to convert that to another language or convert that to Java or convert that to whatever you want. Or if you, you know, have an error in your code and your code's not working because of an error, you can plug your code into the chat and it'll tell you where the error is. So with, with my coding teacher, um, we plugged in an assignment and it gave an answer. And the answer... My, my teacher was shocked. The answer was, you know, the, the response, the code that it produced would have received an A. And not only was it sophisticated, it, it, it you know, it, it didn't name the, the variable and the function with the same name. That's something like, that's something that only experts, you know, are used to doing. It really knew how to code intelligently and, and, and to increase readability. So it was quite impressive. And the reason why it's better at coding than, than writing English and writing essays is because an essay at the end of the day and writing English and writing uh, free form writing, that's that's an art form. It's subjective. When you read something, one person might like it, one person might not. The, the goal is to inspire things beyond just a simple yes or no answer. Coding, it either works or it doesn't work. You can make it better, make it uh, more efficient, but but at the end of the day, it either works or it doesn't. So it can get it right. It can learn how to get it right and what to do and what not to do. But with an essay, it, it won't necessarily know what, what's what's good and what's not a good essay because that's subjective. So like in the context of school, people are all scared that students are going to start using these chats like ChatGPT to do their assignments. 
And then teachers are, you know, I speak to one of my teachers and they were asking, how are we going to grade? And we kind of decided that the future of, of, of schooling to prevent chatbots like this may be more assessments that are in the classroom where teachers can monitor it, right? For example, this, this code, this coding assignment I plugged in, that was a homework assignment. A student could go home, plug it into the chat GPT, and then turn it in. But if the student was forced to, to be coding in front of the teacher in the classroom, they, it would prevent chat GPT from being used. So that might be the switch that happens. You know, you might have to do an in-class essay if you're English class. That might be the switch that occurs. This is going to bring a close to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. We want to thank you all for listening. And remember to check back in each week at our website, theyoungperspective.net, or you can listen to us on all streaming platforms as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.